Welcome to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast here on the West Virginia Soccer Association Digital Network. My name is Marcus Cole. Now, before we begin today's show, I want to remind you that once you've had a chance to check out our program, make sure you give our podcast a five-star rating and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. That helps you stay up to date on all the latest content from us, and it helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents. On the phone with us is Dr. Matt Frakes, who is a registered dietitian, certified strength and conditioning coach, and he's a sports nutritionist with the University of Louisville Performance Nutrition. He's back on the program. Matt, welcome back to the program. Oh, man, appreciate it. It's got to be back. I'm still trying to get used to you uh, saying doctor. <laughs> I know. That's that's a, that's a new uh, a new development for you. I've been obviously following you on Twitter and following your uh, uh, defending your thesis and, and uh, stuff like that, and congratulations are in store. Oh, man, thank you. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Now, uh, Matt, today what we want to do is uh, talk a little bit, uh, obviously, with the West Virginia Soccer Association. Our our, fa- our member base is mostly youth players, but uh, we are a dual association, which means we serve the adult amateurs and uh, want to talk a little bit about them. And obviously, uh, with an adult player, it's uh, extremely different than being a youth player. And when you get out there and play in your local club or league on a Sunday or whatever uh, day you play on and stuff, things are certainly different in how we need to think about our bodies, how we need to think about our fitness. And uh, that's where I kind of want to go with our conversation today. So firstly, obviously, adult players are different than youth players. What should adult players be thinking about from a fitness level before going into a season? Oh, man, that's a, there's so many ways you can take this. Uh, I mean, I know the first thing that everyone is thinking about, too, like when you have um, an amateur adult player as well, it's just even their family like back home and um, as far as like having a family, if they do or if they do not. So they have those other factors that have to take into consideration. Um, so it just, as far as the first thing I will say was uh, seeing was one, see what your environment is around you. Uh, so that way you can figure out, okay, what are some practices I can probably implement at home that will uh, be helpful for my family as well as myself. Um, and hopefully it will align with uh, your passion that you want to do as far as with playing um, on the field and everything as well. So it will be hydration practices. Uh, the easiest thing that I like to implement is, is if you just follow just having a cup of water every hour if possible. Um, setting an alarm or something like that, if you will, uh, especially as we get into these hot summer months. Uh, down, I feel like I was just recently in Louisiana, so I feel like it was summer every, all season long, mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> but um, yeah, just, hi- just hydrating as far as those practices, making sure that you're not skipping breakfast in a sense too, uh, depending on what time as far as you wake up. Uh, making sure that you start as far as with everything and, and get an adequate amount of protein and uh, rather it be some uh, eggs some Greek yogurt, uh, rather depending on what practices that you follow. Uh, and then also just ensuring that you have a nice balanced plate as well with some solid carbohydrates on your day off with some vegetables or fruit, uh, meaning if you need to even saute your vegetables with your eggs as well, that's absolutely fine. Um, and pertinent and helpful. So um, one thing I would say is just, again, hydration, 
um, ensuring that the environment, also your family, can actually practice these safe and also great, helpful, uh, nutritious, nutritious practices with you. Um, and then also starting your day off by not skipping breakfast and then seeing again what is sleep, um, sleep as well during this time is very difficult. Uh, right now, I know that uh, with uh, socialization and all these challenges that we have here and how we're trying to take care of ourselves mentally and also take care of our families as well. Um, that's another thing that we're trying to figure out uh, day to day. And um, one of the biggest things that we can also do in this time is, is not only take care of ourselves by being, you know, a whole and just mentally taking care of ourselves and our family and spending time with our family as well. But also as far as like accumulating, making sure that you're getting uh, good sleep, getting a good stepping away from the computer screens, the uh, the cell phone screens, um, anything, because I know if you are having jobs still, Zoom fatigue is a real thing. Yes, um, it is. Step away, right. Stepping away from those things uh, at least an hour, an hour and a half before bedtime, uh, trying to stay in, in that same routine with bed. So that way you can get up and start your day off and have um, some, some great brain functioning um, habits and, and get a good, nice breakfast in as well. Uh, to start off their day and then we can go into basically the steps on how you will fuel throughout the day here soon so you know one thing um i know as i've gotten older i'm getting close to turning 50 uh, i think i turn 50 next year and um you know I, I i don't function like i used to um mm -hmm. you know even some of the simplest tasks in the world take its toll on my body and uh, you know i have to um warm up before I go to bed, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, right, you know, exactly. I, I joke when I say that, but you know, even some of the everyday activities and stuff like that, you know, I've got to, I've got to prepare myself. What are some pre-match and pre-practice things that adult players can do to get themselves ready for training or getting ready for a match? Oh man. Like, as you said, as we do get older, it takes a lot for our bodies to get warm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Honestly, the biggest thing is even setting out that time as much as possible to actually take into great consideration that whatever um, movements and warming up, stretching that you have to do beforehand, um, dynamic um, implementation too, as far as dynamic warm-ups as well to get the body revved up, uh, to get the muscles revved up, um, and make sure that you're getting ready to get used to those moves because that will also help prevent injury as well and make sure that your body is um, – uh, ready for the task at hand uh, of playing the, the game that you have a passion for, that you love, that you're still playing. Um, so I would say one is just setting out that side of time, no matter how long it takes you, using, utilizing that time wisely, though, uh, by not just setting out a side of a time to do those dynamic warm-ups and stretching and, uh, and mental preparation, but also making sure that you're actually steady moving in that time, not taking prolonged periods of breaks throughout that time and that warm-up. Um, is one thing. What I mean by that is like, okay, we're uh, doing our dynamic warm-up. We're doing our quick little sprints here and there to warm up to get ready for the match play. Uh, but then we're taking basically five, ten minutes break before, before we get into the next thing. So actually utilizing that time uh, to get everything going so that way you can try to uh, prevent injury as much as possible as well as also be ready to play. So. You know, as, as weekend warriors, as I like to call the adult players and uh, you, you mentioned, you know, injury can be prevalent, uh, uh, especially as we get older and, and making sure that we take the time to make sure our bodies are prepared for competition or training or whatever. Um, what are some 
common pitfalls that you've seen adult players make in regards to their fitness or preparation? Absolutely. Uh, one thing I would say is just uh, going at it and getting into the game without having any type of uh, training or practice or, uh, or just even conditioning yourselves to get ready for competition. Um, rather that be four, six, or eight weeks prior to, if you know the season's coming, just making sure you're taking care of your body, um, running, conditioning, endurance versus uh, basically just quick sprinting and things like that to get the body used to those type of uh, movements and competition because that right there can also lead to injury as well. Another thing I would say is um, is making sure that they're actually adequately um, hydrating and also fueling. Um, the, like the quickest thing, like I keep saying, is this ensuring that you're hydrating throughout the course of the day and the days prior uh, to that. So not just taking care of yourself that day of competition, but days prior, you're hydrating well. Um, and also that you're fueling where that you're fueling well too. Uh, making sure that you're uh, eating consistently throughout the day to make sure that the muscles are primed and having those adequate stores of energy to, to uh, carry on the task at hand. Um, that's the biggest thing as well is, is that is the fueling situation and also adequate sleep. Because all those numbers of things, it takes all those things to make a, a great adequate equation for you to have uh, good health um, and good practice as far as for you to be able to compete and uh, be at your best. Um, even though I know we're all playing for fun and things like that, it's still you want to take care of your body and your health at the end of the day to, so that we can keep doing what you love to do. Um, and it also, as we get older, it, it's, it, you'll start feeling like it, it takes a little bit longer for you to recover. So all these little things add up. Um, it, it, and, it, and it, you start missing one or two things here and there, uh, rather between the sleep, hydration, adequately warming up um, and conditioning and training prior to as far as a competition season coming up. And like as if you would if back when you were um, an athlete, a young, a young athlete or in youth clubs or um, a collegiate athlete or even if you play professionally and um, had that blessing opportunity to do so. Um, taking those ten, those same tasks and same measures to do that uh, will will help and assist, uh, and it helps prevent as far as you being just uh, what I like to say down bad by just not being able to compete like you want to. It's funny you mentioned the uh, recovery process takes a little bit longer uh, as you get older. Um, I remember just a couple of days ago, you know, being being socially distancing and, you know, I work out of my house anyways. My wife is now working out of the house, has been for the past couple of months. You know, my college uh, son is home, uh, just finished up his classes. My daughter, high school senior, just finished up her classes. So everybody's been in the house. So I've had plenty of time to uh, do some projects around the house that I've been sort of ignoring. And I put in a, uh, a faucet in the kitchen. I, it's, I needed to do it for the longest time. But I tell you what, I mean, getting underneath the sink and trying to get in there and, and remove the old faucet and get the new faucet in and just how cramped it is in a cabin. It took me literally three days to recover <laughs> from the soreness that I felt after doing that, just that one simple little project. I can't imagine, uh, you know, being out there running around uh, playing soccer on a weekend and, and stuff. And, and I guess that goes into the part of the, the recovery process. What are some things that uh, these athletes should be thinking about uh, post-match, post-practice? Absolutely. Uh, well, you want to treat post-practice and post-match the same as if you would back when you were playing, uh, making sure that you're fueling as far as after and then also practicing those good recovery habits as well. 
so making sure that you're replenishing the energy that you use, uh, making sure that you're uh, having adequate amounts of protein uh, and lean protein as well, too, to make sure that you're recovering as far as uh, lean muscle mass. Um, well, you're trying to put that on as much as possible, depending on what type of practice that you did, too. If you implemented some type of resistance training in there or lifting in there as well uh, with practice. So that just comes into basically just ensuring that you're taking the same measurements as if you would, as if as if you did play back then. Um, and just making sure that those plates are looking nice and colorful as far as with that, uh, having an adequate amount of carbohydrates in there to replenish the energy that you utilize um, and having just, at least if you can, uh, you can like around this time too, that we're socializing as well after competition and after those matches too. So I know as far as alcohol and things like that may come into a picture, we want to unwind and things like that, um, which is absolutely fine. But we just also want to make sure that when we do have that, that we're actually taking consideration, okay, we still have to implement some good foods and uh, some uh, nourishment in there too as well. So that way the body can, as much as possible, uh, take care of itself and recover. So, You know, you also bring up another good point, and I think this goes overlooked a lot. I know it goes overlooked with our youth athletes, but I'm sure with our adult athletes as well, is the hydration uh, aspect of it. And the fact that it's, it's not that you can wake up the morning of a match and consume a bunch of water and you're going to be all right. This, this goes, you know, days before. Can you explain to us a little bit more of how that works and, and why that's important to start thinking about it? I mean, you should be thinking about it all the time, but at least days before, you know, your event or whatever that you need to think about your hydration. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm trying to be mindful of our, of our listeners as well, too, um, I don't want to get into too much, uh, um, too much background or science, anything like that. But uh, the, the value of basically hydrating uh, days beforehand will allow um, the metabolism, the energy that it takes for consideration for you to be able to compete and practice and be able to even absorb and utilize nutrients the way you're supposed to. Um, doing so, when you add that extra stress of competition or even leading into um, competition or practice and things like that, if you are adequately hydrating days beforehand and prior to, um, that will ensure that things are connecting the dots the way it needs to. Uh, so that way uh, you can make sure that you're basically uh, consuming the food that you have and also utilizing the food that you have in the right way. So just make sure that you're, when you're hydrating in those days beforehand, it takes time. You have to realize it takes time for your body to also hydrate um, as well. So even because depending on what you also implement in the day, rather you didn't sleep as well um, days prior or the day of, or rather you had a lot of caffeine in the day because you're still working. Um, and then also rather you're having long drives or something like that, commuting to and from work, um, or rather it be that you're so busy that you kind of miss out on uh, skipping things and you kind of messed up on a day or two beforehand as well. Just having at least that hydration in effect uh, will ensure that uh, the muscles are primed and adequately hydrated for the task at hand. Now, this is not a case of if, it's a case of when an adult right. player has an injury of some sort, a nagging injury or soreness. Uh, what are some, uh, how, how should players be navigating that? Oh, that's, see, um, you know what? It would be best if, if you had the insurance, this is where you have good insurance, and <laughs> this is where good insurance comes into play. Um, so if any past injuries you may have, um, 
you, you never want to go into a situation and looking into it by yourself as far as um, if you have friends or colleagues or anybody that are, um, or if you, even if you're able to consult and pay for as far as uh, specialized practices services for uh, PTs and things like that, then that would be the best route to go. But not all of us have the opportunity or the accessibility to do so and afford so. Um, so if you if you don't, then that's where you have to be mindful of the injuries for one. And then also, if it starts to hurt, then, OK, maybe you should back up some um, depending on what it is. But this is, again, where it comes into play that the extra warming up and the extra uh, dynamic warm ups following with also stretching as well. Uh, that is a very important factor to help with those nagging injuries and relieve itself. And also consuming enough um, anti-inflammatory foods. Um, having nutrient-dense foods as well to help with inflammation within those areas, depending on the type of injury it is, um, because you want to make sure that you're consuming enough um, omega-3s within your diet, DHA, which that can come from tuna, um, and that can come from not just supplementing from fish oil as well, but also things like nuts and seeds, and um, depending on cooking with olive oil and things like that, uh, just uh, having a variety of different types of fats and those things will help with the inflammation too, and not skipping out on that, um, and just by even cooking with those things will help, uh, making sure that you have fruits and vegetables uh, throughout the majority of your day too, um, will also help implement some of those antioxidants and also help uh, implement some of those things as well that will help the inflammatory process take care of itself, not just by fueling you, but also help with the recovery state too. Um, and also take care of our gut health too, um, because that will also, the gut health is very important uh, when it comes to also the recovery and also the primary performance, but also the recovery um, in a sense too, if you're implementing certain things as far as alleviating um, inflammation and things as well. Mm -hmm. um, and you need to have those fruits and vegetables in order to have a good gut bacteria. Um, and then the rest will connect the dots. So that way you can utilize those nutrients and it can take care of itself. So um, that you just be mindful of those injuries, take care of yourself by adequately nourishing your body. Um, and then if you can communicate and speak with a specialist that actually has um, credentials to, to specialize and help you and work you through those things. So that way you're not just picking up and doing certain movements and modalities that you've seen um, online without the actual, okay, the form is correct. Because if you do those movements and the form is incorrect, you can do more harm than you can do good mm -hmm. um, in a sense too. And, and that is, that is my, my basically my two cents on that end of that. So now, Matt, as we uh, wrap things up here, um, if you could just give one piece of advice to all adult players, what would that be? Uh, I will honestly say, well, with the situation that we're in, mental health is very important in this, in this state. Mm -hmm. Um, because as far as with mental health, um, your uh, cognitive processes and also as far as how you perceive and you, how what your perception is of your current state and the situation that you're in, depending on the situation you're in, um, will also cause a lot of stress and breakdown in your body as well. So leading to have a great perception, do whatever you have to do as far as when it comes to make sure you have a positive outlook um, on your uh, situation as much as possible. Uh, finding time to, to have some decompressed time to kind of escape, get outside, get as much vitamin D as possible. Uh, so that way you can have a good state of mind, get some sunshine as well, too. So we're not feeling like we're incarcerated um, in the house. Yeah. Um, uh, and then also just enjoy every little thing 
um, and, and look at the small things and, and, and be happy about those small things around you. Because when you are, you'll start feeling, seeing that your body will also start to follow suit. Um, when you feel good, you play good, as they always say. So uh, just ensuring that you look at that and enjoy the opportunities that you have around you and, and, and be thankful that you have opportunity to be able to play and that you are healthy. Um, and then just do what you need to do um, and, and, and not have a lot of excuses to make sure that you're adequately nourishing your body and then seek help when you need to as well. Um, so just bring the family, get them involved um, and be mindful and be happy with your <laughs> with whatever you can be happy for um, and look at that and focus in and hone in on that. So that way you can take care of your mind and your mind can take care of your body. So. That's a, that's a very good piece of advice. Matt, if uh, anybody is interested in finding out more about you, and uh, uh, like I, I've told people before, you're a great follow on Twitter. Where can they find you? Uh, yes, on Twitter, you can find me at Superior Frakes. Um, I post a lot of different things on there. Uh, rather, it may be as far as educational posts. Um, uh, I'm actually getting ready to present um, at uh, Sports Nutrition versus COVID-19 uh, Part 2 that Charles Astor is putting on. Um, it's more so going to be involved as far as with sports nutrition and concussion. Um, so that will be something to follow to as well. If you haven't signed up for that, it's going to be for a great cause. Um, and then again, you can follow me on Instagram. That's more so my personal page. So that's things you'll see more about family on things like that of uh, superior vet eats, but mostly as far as anything educational, anything you want to learn about or hear about as far as, uh, even evidence-based research or evidence-based practice. Um, and also just being 100% authentic to and not sugarcoating things will be so on Twitter, uh, Superior Freight. So, or you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Um, I don't use LinkedIn as as much as I'm supposed to, um, <laughs> but that, but uh, yes, that's at Matt R. Freight. So uh, feel free to contact me, DM me if you have any questions. And if you want me to get more uh, in detail about things, uh, trust me, I, I most certainly will. And I'm happy to. Um, so find me there and follow me there. Wonderful. Matt, thank you so much for being on our program today and coming back and uh, talking to us a, a little bit about this subject. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have a great day. I appreciate you again for getting me on again. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast here on the West Virginia Soccer Association Digital Network. Now that you've heard our show, make sure you give our podcast a five-star rating and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode, so we hope to see you next week. Take care.